0: Ready, Jim? I'm ready. Wow. Just want to make sure you ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on. You, you wouldn't last a mile. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. on the, the genie of the lamp. Well, this is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. It don't make sense, but don't make a profit So I hustle, ladies and homies Make money, make money, 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 i get this money for real I want to find a thing to save my life So I hustle, hustle It ain't over for me, no it ain't over for me Okay, let's go smoke that joint. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm your man KD. This is Tuesday Talks with KD. And basically what we do here is we talk about the week's weekly schedule for the NFL as it happened. Uh if you guys can't see me or can't hear me, please let me know in the comments from whatever platform you're watching, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, MySpace, uh, I think we even got a, a, a black planet uh, type of uh, social media outlet so uh, either way go uh, i'm I'm here to help, help you guys out well, when it comes down to uh, some of the questions you may have within the NFL about a particular team uh could be about my team uh could be uh you know playoff predictions or whatever it may be power rankings, or do I agree with certain teams doing certain things or whatnot. And i'm basically here to just shed a little bit of light on how i see the game uh and and so forth all right so if you guys haven't already uh like i said however you're viewing it make sure you smash the like button uh comment uh and subscribe to to the channel um like i said whatever whatever you're viewing on make sure you you, uh, let us know you're out there uh don't be don't be one of those people just kind of snooping around and don't say anything to us we we don't bite i promise you we don't um so the first thing i uh, always do on these shows or uh, every tuesday is i basically come out with the the honorable mentions of basically some of the team's games that i'm not going to talk about and the reason why i don't talk about each and every game because <laughs> it, it'll be a three-hour show if, if i talk about each and every game in detail and, and so forth um if not if not um if i don't if i don't shorten it down like i said you know we'll we basically be living with one another because it, it like I said, every three hour show every week. Um and I know that gets tiring. Uh, you, some of you guys may be at work, maybe on lunch break, some of you guys may be at the house, some of you guys may have not woken up yet uh from, from all the partying and the stuff that you did uh last night uh from your playoff victories in uh fantasy football and whatnot. So, all right. So um I'm gonna do things a little bit different. Uh, I'm gonna put my slides in here. Um, and then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna talk through my slides, okay? Uh, if if any time you guys can't see my slides or can't hear me, p- please somebody uh, let me know because I don't want to just talk, uh, just to talk. I want to kind of interact with you guys and make sure that we all understand each other. And then at the same time, uh, I'm not one of those hosts that, hey, it's all about me and I know everything. No, I want to interact with, with the people because I do it for you guys. I, I, you know, I can talk to myself here in my house. It'd be kind of weird, but uh, I, I, I enjoy interacting with you all. All right. So without further ado um let me check the comments all right so amy what up amy how you doing uh hopefully hopefully i gave you some good advice i shed some light on some stuff hopefully i did Uh, um that's cool uh all right jc uh what's up jc how you doing man he said uh katie's the man i i don't like to think i'm the man i'm just a man so all right so um uh, let me bring up these slides to the stream all right, so as you guys can see, um, what I do is this fellow. All right, so with with this particular thing, uh, what I want to do is just basically go over each and every game for y'all. All right, so uh, first game of honorable mention is the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I didn't expect this game to be much. They they Particularly like the thump the Raiders. Uh, outside of that one one win, I think the Raiders got. Uh, I won't say it was 2019, maybe even last year, 2020. I think um, they they pretty much they look forward to to playing against the Raiders because the Raiders have kind of oh we put out the blueprint to beat the Chiefs, so I think I think they took that uh, you know to heart and, and they literally try to come out and, and beat the brakes off them every chance they get. Um, and and, a, and it happened this particular time. Um, the one thing that I've seen in this game was the Chiefs found a, a, a new uh, running back. Well, I wouldn't say new; Gore's been there, um, but they, they found a new way to do it. Uh, whether it's Cly- Clyde edwards or, or whoever it may be, they, they basically found a new toy. Uh, the other thing is the defense is starting to ramp up their their intensity uh, right in time for the playoffs. Um, so, to the to the liking of, I think they had two defensive touchdowns, or, or I want to say. Um, the, the thing is, it just looked like the Raiders just don't realize, hey, this is not only for the, the AFC West. This is for your your playoff birth if you're going to get one. Because um, right now, your your window is, is getting real, real small because you didn't uh, capitalize and, and, and win this particular game. So uh, without talking too much about that, uh, moving along to the Saints and the Jets. Uh, didn't think this game was going to be a, much of a contest. Um, the jets are are still rebuilding still trying to find their way still searching for a quarterback Zach wilson joe flacco uh mike mike uh, mike white i'm sorry uh just just don't know who who is going to be the quarterback uh going forward um and, and the other thing is they're still injured they're still nursing certain injuries on defense uh they're still not together on offense whether it be running the ball uh getting the receivers involved and, and whatnot and the Saints got, got a, a good win. They should have gotten this win because uh, they've been looking kind of lackluster. So, so it's, it's good to see them uh, get, a, get back in the W column, um, a significant win for them. Um, and the reason I say significant because they're trying to, once again, fight for a playoff berth as well. The Jets, we, are, we all know the Jets are going to be a top 10 uh, draft pick well, as well this, this year. Uh, moving along to the Seahawks and the Texans. Uh, didn't expect the Texans to come out with much fight. They're basically trading all their players away or, or releasing them. I still don't know why you release a, a Zach Cunningham, uh, but it, it is what it is. He turns around and goes to uh, one of your division rival, rivals in the Titans. Um, and he's going to be a nice addition, uh, him and Bud Dupree. Um, you know, if Bud Dupree is, is not asked to do too much, um, in, in my opinion, on the, on the Titans defense, he can be the guy that can turn around and take up some of that slack from a – uh, but the so look for the Titans to to if they can't out, out, out offense you with De- uh, Derrick Henry or whatnot. If he comes back in the playoffs, um, they will definitely uh, trying to to bow up on you defensive wise and so forth. Jags, Jags are just in disarray at this point. Uh, there there are talks about getting rid of Urban Meyer. Uh, some people were, were, were pushing for it to be over with before even <laughs> the season is ended. So how do you fire him before you fire uh, Nagy in Chicago? Don't don't understand, but yeah, that, that's what's, what's being put, uh, kicked around. The uh, Another game, uh, the Falcons and the, the Panthers, although the game was close, has little to no merit. Um, I am going to talk about both of these teams' uh, chances to try and get into the playoffs, but their chances of getting the playoffs at this point is just very slim uh, to none. The reason I say slim to none is because not only do, do they have to basically win out, but they need some help from some other teams to kind of drop some games to get in, into the playoffs and, and so forth. Um, the next game would be the Lions versus the Broncos. The uh, Broncos, you know, it was, it was for them, it was an emotional game that uh, you guys don't know, you've been living under a rock. Uh, the, the tragic passing of the wide receiver, Super Bowl winning wide receiver, uh, Demarius Thomas, he was only 33, 33 years of, of age. Um, huge loss, huge loss to him. not just the NFL world, but the, the football world. Uh, the, the guy was humble, uh, could, could, you know, could interact with anybody. Uh, and he can always talk to you on the level that you want to be talked to uh, when it comes down to uh, you being an NFL player, or you just being a little five-year-old kid. Uh, there are random videos going around on social media of him doing exactly that. Whether he slapping high fives and, and asking kids, do they want to drive his car? and stuff like that or whether he's talking to tom brady or whatever it be so um huge loss and uh the, the broncos they, they responded they responded not not like they needed to respond but they they, they came out uh the, the first formation uh was 10 people you know they took the delay of game and huge shout out to the lions for declining the penalty uh you know uh we say we want when it comes down to our teams being competitors but at the end of the day uh, the NFL is one big gigantic brotherhood, sisterhood, community, whatever you want to call it. And, and at the end of the day, when they're not competing in between the lines, these people interact with each other. And to lose one of their, their uh, fellow members is, is just hard Hard to, to ask them to continue to go out and play the game and, and not grieve and so forth. So, all right. But uh, either way to go, the Broncos came out, put it on the Lions. We didn't expect too much uh, for this. A lot of people are trying to say the game would be closer than what it would be. Um, the Lions took some players that was on COVID, or, or the big one was Jamal Williams. Having him on COVID, he's he is like the engine to that team on offense, uh, and maybe even defense. He sparks that team. Not having him out there, just you can see the difference uh, in that particular team. Um, the next game is uh the New York Giants versus the uh, L.A. Chargers. The Giants again on paper. Originally coming in, everybody thought this team was going to be better than what they are or what they're currently putting out on the field, and it's just not not playing out. Between the injuries, between the people uh, underperforming, uh, you know, a lot of people are trying to you know say a couple of those players should get their salary back because they had just they just not performed. Whether it been them being unavailable or, or them just not uh, being productive on the field, and it's just a huge letdown, uh, especially because of in the NFC East. So to be totally out of it when, you you know, you have a team that's six and six that could, you know, contend for the division, depending on what Dallas Cowboys does uh or do for the rest of the year, they could, you know, potentially get into the playoffs. And for you to not even have that that discussion is just crazy to me, crazy to me to, to think about. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. uh Moving on to the, the Chargers. Now uh, the Chargers did what was expected of them. Uh, to 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 kind of let the Chiefs know hey you cannot slip up if you slip up like you did in week one through four we we on your head and uh and that's cool uh because because i think the chiefs want that motivation without that kind of motivation i just don't know if they play as good as they've been playing in the last few weeks um it could be some because like i said their defense has found a new uh energy uh whether whether it be the melvin ingram signing or or, or it just the whole mindset flip of hey, look, we're not totally out of this thing yet. So so a huge shout-out to them uh, for for turning around and and saving their season. All right. So let me check this chat, see if anybody got any questions. All right. Cool. All right. No questions. All right. Awesome. All right. So if you guys are watching, like I said, if you guys can see me or you you can see me and see my slides, uh, or if you can't see either one, please let me know, okay? All right. So moving along to the first game. All right. So first game was the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Minnesota Vikings. This was the Thursday night football game. Uh, typically, uh, these games are, have been lackluster historically or right now. This particular year, we just haven't got too many good uh, Thursday night football games. This one turned out to be sloppy in the first uh, first half, but then Pittsburgh turned it on late and, and made it interesting um, to, to the point to where, they, they had opportunity with, with a couple of throws to the end zone to try and at least get the, the touchdown to, to tie it up uh, with a two bunker version. But one, for whatever reason, one of the receivers, I, I'm not gonna say his name. Uh, if you gotta watch the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, just had a mental lapse, mental lapse. Um, a lot of people are calling this young player selfish, uh, You know he, he's not there. Yada, 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 so forth and so on. But you gotta, you gotta always look at this football changes um when it comes down to how things are done but for the most part the the game itself is still the game so some of these people that come in and play the game are not as dialed in or is not as, as focused on the task at hand the task at hand should always be going out and putting your team in a situation to win the game not this showmanship hey i gotta show you up or i gotta model myself for for you know name likeness and in, in, uh, uh investment or whatever i i shouldn't have to worry about any of that stuff because i'm at the the professional level so i should have uh, the mindset of look i get this ball i need to go down get up not walk run and give the ball to the rep because the rep is the one that can put the ball back in play. you're losing valuable time you're just not you're not going to be able to come come off of that, losing valuable time, not having t- uh, timeouts. That that particularly that speeds up the game for everybody, not just offense, defense too. And you see sometimes the defenders uh, they they fake injuries or whatever it may be and, and so forth. And that and that's fine, whatever it may be. But at, at the same time, you cannot afford to have that kind of lapse, especially what your team has just overcame. The team overcame. Uh, I think they was down twenty nine to zero. Uh, it was twenty nine to zero. In the second half or uh, second quarter, or maybe the early in the third. Um, and then they turn around and they they chipped at the deficit, and then lo and behold, they're within striking distance, and then you have this type of blunder. It's just just crazy to me. Um, on the Pittsburgh side of the house, I'm gonna stay here. Um, a lot of people were 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 basically trying to assassinate Ben Ben Roethlisberger's character. I'm a Ravens fan, and it's hard for me to to even give him any kind of kudos, uh, because you know we have our little rivalries. But uh as you guys know, I tried to eliminate all bias. I don't have no bias against or for or for him. Uh, but I'ma call it how I see it. Uh he he put the team on his back and he said, Look, if we're gonna go, we're gonna go down, we're gonna go down swing. And and that was that was good to see because you know, up before the Ravens game, uh that people were talking about, you know, hey, Ben should just don't we'll go back out there and and, and let the Steelers' seasons just die. Um, but you know Steelers are now sitting at six six and one. With even with the loss, um, they still have opportunity to try and get into the playoffs. I can tell you one thing: that tie is going to definitely hurt them. Um, had that been another win, another W, uh, you know, they could have been one, uh, maybe two games out of the AFC North. Or if you look at the to your left and to your right, you know, you got the teams like the uh, Buffalo Bills. You got the teams like the, the Los, Los Angeles Chargers it would all have been seven and six or along that line, seven wins or whatever it may be. And, but now you don't have the opportunity getting that tie against Detroit. So um, Pittsburgh, they have the recipe of what they want to do going forward. They have to go get a quarterback. Right now, the talks are trending to, to draft the Pittsburgh, a uh, university of Pittsburgh quarterback, or I want to say Pritchett uh, is his name, or Pickett is his name. Um, so they're gonna probably draft him. If they do draft him, I, I can foresee Ben sticking around just a little bit to try and help mentor him as much as he can. Because if he, they don't do that, you run the risk of if this if this young man doesn't grasp the concept. You're now back at the same uh, uh, square that you're at right now with no quarterback uh, in in uh, in the future for the future. Because I don't know if they trust Gaskin uh, Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, and I don't know if they trust Mason Rudolph. I just don't believe they trust either one of those quarterbacks. So, um, but uh Najee Harris, uh, a lot of people calling this guy a bust. I told everybody, <laughs> uh, he is not a bust. Uh he, he if he's given the opportunity, um, even with a spotty uh, offensive line, he he came out and he he did his thing uh with with the Steelers line. And he's gonna continue to do his thing because he is he's gonna he is gonna he takes a while to get going. But once he gets going, as you guys can see, he's a, he's a threat in the passing game and he's a threat in, in the run game. And, you know, he's a good blocker when it comes down to pass, pass protection. If if you give him the opportunity to to be a part of your offense, he can definitely help you either win the game or definitely stay stay uh, uh, ahead. So um, looking on the other side, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota did everything they could or everything they're supposed to do um, when it comes down to Hey, this is the recipe. We know they're 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 not as great in the run game or uh, run game defense. So we're gonna turn around, we're gonna we're gonna pound them and give them everything we got when it comes down to our run game. They almost gave the game away because they kept the ball in Kirk Cousins' hand. it against Kirk Cousins, but let's be real, let's be honest. This offense with Kirk Cousins throwing 53, 45 passes and, and whatnot, they they still are not gonna beat many teams doing that everybody likes to say this is a pass-happy uh, league. Yes, it's, it's awesome as a pass-happy league. but most defenses can't account for that, meaning, hey, uh, yeah, you may get a 300-yard game. You may get a 400-yard game, but eventually you're going to make a mistake. You throw in 45, 50 passes, eventually one or two of them are going to be mistakes. One or two of them being mistakes. Those could be interceptions. Those interceptions, now if I I return one of them or get a good field position, now I have to go – a third of the field instead of the full 80 or the full 90 of uh, based off of if uh, you were to kick the ball to me, now I can turn around and and go those 25, 30 yards, and get in score range or score a touchdown, and now that puts a lot of stress on you as a passer when you get the ball back because now guess what? You just threw an interception. We scored off of it. It's only it's only proper for you to turn around and try and get that mistake back or make that mistake null and void by trying to get a touchdown. So with that being said, instead of you playing slow and methodical through that mistake, you turn around and you try and to speed it up to where you can, you can hey, overcome that particular mistake you made as a quarterback. Now, not all quarterbacks do that, but that's the mentality of some of them. So um, the, all right. So for that particular game, that that was a huge win for Minnesota, by the way. Um reason why I say it was a huge win for Minnesota is because, Minnesota was on the outside looking in in the NFC playoff see, playoff picture. Um, with this win, they, they turn around and now they are on the cusp of the the eighth, I think, it's eighth or ninth spot. So a couple more wins, they can squeak in with the Wild Card. So uh, good win for them. And uh, Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh has an uphill battle even at six six and one. So all right, moving along to the next game. All right, uh, this game here hurts my heart. It hurt my heart, not because of the Ravens losing the game. If it, it, uh, you guys uh, uh, know me, or you guys on any other other uh, social media outlets that I'm on, I picked the Ravens to 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 struggle with this particular game, not not because of you know how Lamar Jackson has been playing, because of losing some of your field generals on the defense, losing most of your field generals on on the offense, it takes a toll over you. The other thing is this particular team they were playing this particular team. They just played this particular team two weeks ago. This particular team got a bye and then now I'm going to play them again. I don't I don't know what team would be able to beat them both times unless they are just mounds and mounds of uh, leaps and bounds better than the other team. Am I making an excuse? Absolutely not. What I'm sitting here saying is most coaches you know, if you allow me, you allow me to get two shots in three weeks and I get the rest in between. Now, if, if the Browns played somebody in between that in between them, if they turn around and they play play Browns or they play Ravens, Steelers, Ravens or Ravens, Jets, Ravens, whatever it may be. They had a game in between that. Now, now we it wouldn't be that big of a deal. I would, I would still pick the Ravens to win this game, which they almost did um, a couple of blunders by the Ravens. Uh, I mean, offensively, those two, those fumbles, those fumbles were inopportune. A fumble period it is is hard to overcome, but a fumble, knowing that you have uh, Justin Tucker as your kicker, who basically uh, on the plus side of the fifty, which is basically going into the to the end zone, getting ready to go to the end zone, uh, you cross midfield. That guy pretty much can kick the ball through the uprights from anywhere. On, on the left side. Now, it's depending on what kind of weather it is, whether it's in a dome or whatever it may be, but he is still an asset when it comes down to uh, being able to make those field goals. Um, for the most part, I think the Ravens came out and did what they were, they were trying to do, uh, not not throw the ball too much, uh, but at the same time, keep the run game involved. They they did so, uh, case in point, they outrushed the Browns overall, which is a huge feat because this is the second time that they bottled up uh, Chubb and Hunt. Um, you, you guys seen, uh, I want to say it's 2019 that with Chubb and Hunt just, just killed the, the Ravens when it comes down to, uh, their run game. And, and for, from, from that point to now, uh, the Ravens is kind of pretty much just bottling them up. Uh, they, they don't totally shut him down where he's, you know, 17 carries for 12 yards or something like that, but they control him to where, Hey, he's not affecting the game as much. Um. Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown, Rashad, Rashad Bateman—those guys, as you guys can see, I'm not here to Social the intelligence. These guys are these guys are, are, are key parts of the offense. As you guys can see, the the, the passing offense goes through those guys. Uh, one thing of note: if you didn't watch the game, Lamar Jackson well, was hit low in the game. Um, he was tackled. He was trying to escape. He get tackled uh, and just tweaked his ankle. Um, They were looking at it, they were talking about it, they were thinking that maybe a high ankle sprain, but then the Ravens said it was not indeed a high ankle sprain. He's scheduled to play next week against the Packers. Um, So let's look out for that. If you guys are into into fantasy, I don't know if you guys play fantasy or whatnot, if you have them on your team, just just something to look out for. Um, Lamar Jackson has been struggling over the last couple of weeks. Uh, If you're a Ravens fan, this is not the time to turn your back on uh, Lamar Jackson. You shouldn't be turning your back on any player. The uh, reason, reason why I say that is because you, you have to understand no particular team is going to continue to let you get what you're good at all the time, week in, week out. There are going to be plans to stop you or minimize what it is you are doing, and then you have to come up with other creative ways to explore teams' weaknesses and so forth. And, and, it, and it becomes... Instead of checkers, it becomes chess. And if you guys play both games, you kind of know how different they are. You know, it's a strategy behind it, but week in and week out, particularly uh, based off the team that you're playing. So if you're playing a certain team that's that's big and run defensive and stopping people um, running the ball, then, hey, you may have to come up with some creative ways to get your guys that can run better, run harder or faster. You have to come up with creative ways to get them in space, to get them in space to where now, I can explore some of your matchups against your guys that are not so uh, agile and so forth um, moving on to the Cleveland Cleveland side. Um, Baker Mayfield, the thing of note, Baker Mayfield was not sacked at all in this game. And I think that was the one thing that, that kind of helped him, uh, him not being sacked in his game, although they had a turnover Um uh, him, not being sacked was kind of for me frustrating because the the Browns have injuries along their offensive line, and I just think we didn't take advantage of them, and that was kind of the difference maker of the game. Is that we did we sped, we sped him up at times, but we never got home to him. And, and, and not getting home to him, I think that kind of keeps him comfortable, keep him, keep him up uh, mentally to where to where he was running around. You know, if you guys was watching the game, he was slapping high fives, trying to get people motivated and so forth. When the Ravens were mounting their comeback. Um, and he was, he was trying to keep them going, keep them energized and whatnot. And, and it just, it wasn't a, it wasn't, it wasn't really needed because the, the Ravens kind of shot themselves in the foot late in the game. And, and it just was too much to, 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 overcome. Um, but one thing of note, uh, I will tell you about this game, uh, yesterday, uh, it was, I'm sorry, this particular week, it was two successful onside kicks that, that happened, one by Justin Tucker. And then one last night uh, in the Monday Night Football game with uh, Arizona's kicker—I uh, I, got to get his name—but uh, it was two successful onside kicks. That's that's crazy. I didn't see how the one with the Arizona one transpired, but I seen the one that Justin Tucker did. Pretty amazing. Like nobody <laughs> even seen the ball. Uh, Justin Tucker was basically running and cradling the, the ball, and then they they uh he hit one of the hit one of the uh, the Browns player. Players and then the Ravens guys jumped on it, so so it was, it was cool to see. And uh, that 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 was one thing that was at least letting me know. Hey, look, the Ravens had a chance in this game because early early on they was getting blown out, and I was just like, oh gosh, it's one of those games. I just hope it's not a a forty five to fifteen type of game or whatever. So all right, but either way, go uh, Ravens fall to eight and five. Cleveland goes to seven and six. Uh, both are still alive in the playoff hunt. The Ravens haven't lost their lead in the AFC North because of what transpired throughout the, the division uh basically everybody lost except for matter of fact nope no everybody lost except for them so uh everybody lost except for the browns the browns obviously is the only team that won in the afc north so all right moving along all right so the next thing all right let me check the chat before i move on all right cool all right, all right. So I got a question. All right. So the reason he was held to check because he ran between the tackles instead of outside. Yes. Um, Eric Miller. Yes. So that that's part of the plan. That's, that's part of the plan is to not let him explore his, because everybody knows once he gets his speed going, um, once he gets his speed going, it's hard to bring him down. And then, oh yeah, by the way, when you seeing him, he's running around, uh, you know, like a school bus, you're looking at him and then, he hits you with, you know, a spin move or either a stiff arm or either a juke move. Because a lot of people don't uh give Chubb enough credit for his agility. Uh, but he's he's pretty agile to be as big as he is. So th- that that's that's exactly right. Yes. Um they were basically trying to make him run uh uh between the tackles and not give him outside. So uh, all right so moving along. All right, so the next game would be the uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, against the Washington football team. Uh, look, I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm not a hater of them. Um, but it, it was funny that they flew in their own little uh, benches for the sideline. Uh, the Dallas Cowboy did. Flew me into the stadium. Um, I guess it was just like, hey, we don't want to sit even on you guys' benches. Um, that's, that's how much animosity we have uh, towards you guys or resentment we have towards you guys. Which is which is fine. I, I got it. You're trying to have a little bit of bulletin board material because your coach uh, guaranteed a victory, basically, and, and, and whatnot. Which which is fine. Uh, it's still the NFC East. Um, a lot of people had Dallas Cowboys a preseason favorite for the NFC East, and that still is the case. Um, if if they're healthy, they're going to win these games uh, in, the, in the NFC East, uh, and it's partly because of. The teams that they play against are either not 100% complete, either they have a, a strong defense, mediocre offense, or they're kind of in between on both sides of the ball. Um, and then they got some teams that are dealing with some injuries. Um, for, for this particular instance, the, the Washington team matches up with them well on paper, but you still have to have to go out and execute. Um, and the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at right here right now is – the Washington football team could not uh, capitalize on the turnovers that the, um, the Dallas Cowboys gave them to the point to where they turned the ball over. One time Dallas gets the ball scores. They turn the ball over again, like, like almost back to back basically. And it was it's like, why, why would you do the same type of things? Uh, Because, For me, I got it. Taylor Haneke is a a decent quarterback. He's serviceable. I'm 100% with you guys. However, when he gets banged up, uh, you know, you have Kyle Allen come in, and then you you want him to try and do the same type of things. I just don't don't get it. I don't get it at all because, you know, Dallas is that type of team that's constructed to make you speed up your throws because they can get after you pass rush-wise. And then when you speed up your throws, they got guys on the back end, that can pick the ball off, so so you play into their hands. You you play into their hands, and then oh yeah, by the way, uh you know Washington football team, so you forget the one thing that you was good at. You 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 run the ball, and then oh yeah, by the way, you you, you run the ball, you fumble. <laughs> you run the ball, you fumble, and then you know Dallas picks it up. They got you know a possession in their in their plus territory. So now it's an easy touchdown for them. It's an easy touchdown. If you look at this look at this game. A lot of the Dallas Cowboys were beating the Dallas Cowboy fans were beating their chest as if they were up forty four to zero. It, it, what they don't realize is, hey, guess what? You, if if Washington football team didn't have these turnovers and there was a little bit more uh, sustainable on their drives and whatnot, you probably would have lost this game. If you look at Dak Prescott's numbers, those are those are not those are not even pedestrian numbers. One touchdown, two INTs, four sacks, ten or ten yards. And and, and I'm not here to, to just totally kill Dak Prescott, because I understand players have bad games. But you can't have a bad game with against a division rival who's oh yeah, by the way, he's trying to knock you off your throne. Because let's 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 call it what it is. If you lose this game to Washington football team, now you're one game out of of the uh, first place, or being in first place, Washington football team is. they one game out. So with that being said, they've been seven and six. They are seven and six at that point. Now, if there's a tie, they, want, they own that tiebreaker with you. And oh yeah, by the way, I want to say in two weeks, I think they played them again, I want to say, two weeks or three weeks, Dallas Cowboys played Washington football team again. So, um, but good win for Dallas Cowboy fans uh, or Dallas Cowboys. This is not something you can walk around and beat your chest. Sure, you can walk into work happy on Monday, um, you know that your team won. It's, it's great, but you know you're supposed to. To me, you're supposed to show show more dominance than this. To to, to me, I, I figure, figured, you know, you you lucked out. You know, you had your four leaf clover in your pocket on this particular this particular game, in this particular game, had Washington just been a little bit more efficient on the offensive side, you probably would have, would have lost this game. You, you almost gave it away. So, um, but and to, to each his own, they, 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 the Cowboys get the W, Washington football team gets the L. Uh, they're on the outside looking in. Well, I think they still are in seventh. Uh, I'll have to double check. But uh, either way to go, I will talk about them in the playoff predictor as well. Alright, so moving along. Alright. So let me check the chat real quick, make sure nobody said anything. Alright. Alright, so yeah. So Amy's helping me out. Yeah, it was Prater that got the uh throw the onside kick for uh, Arizona. Thank you, Amy. All right, so moving along. All right, so this particular game was uh, uh San Francisco 49ers against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um for, for me this, this game was, was huge because of where each team is when it comes down to their positioning in their division. So each, both of these teams had to have this win. For instance, Cincinnati had to have this win. If they would have got this win, they would have been first in the AFC North. If uh, San Francisco would have got the win, which they did, um, they maintain their spot to try and get into the. They don't. They're not first in the division because obviously you got the Cardinals and you got the Rams. But they are one of those teams that uh, flirting with the seventh, uh, maybe eighth spot uh, in the NFC. So um, Jimmy G did what he needed to do. Um, he kind of laid down with the ball. If he was going to take a sack, he didn't rush it. Uh, as you guys can see within his numbers. Uh, you know, he threw some passes away. Uh, he had, had some good throws, had some decent throws. The biggest thing is he didn't, he didn't turn it over. That was a huge thing for them because everybody knows San Francisco goes on offense as Jimmy G turns the ball over. If he turns the ball over, they they have little to no shot to winning most of their games. And it's nothing against San Francisco's offense. It's just that for one, they're banged up for, for, for two, you know, you just now get you just got uh George Kittle back who who had a monster game uh for for tight for tight end. Um he has been highly serviceable in his time back. I think this is his sixth touchdown since he came back. Sixth touchdown, I want to say in three games or maybe four games. Uh, but either way, that that's those are great numbers. The running running game with Debo, Samuel, Wilson, uh whoever it may be that, that's helping them out. Um I know it was Mitchell for a little bit. Um whoever it is they're doing what they need to do you know that's 13 carries about 55 60 yards uh, per game whoever it comes from as long as you get to a, uh close to 100 as you can on the run game in the run game i think this helps out jimmy g's psyche uh going forward meaning that hey okay i don't have to press and do too much case in point the 255 two touchdowns no interceptions that that, that for him that's great you know that's a great game He he's not the 350 four touchdown type of game uh, quarterback if he gets it 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 is cool but but you can almost guarantee if they have to throw that much he's going to have some interceptions but probably uh, a fumble here or there because he is just not that quarterback that's going to sit back and, and like i said it, uh you know nickel and dime you or big throw you all all the way up and down the field he's just not going to do it because he's he's never been asked to do that as a quarterback so he's always been the backup guy, but now he's the starter. So, so with that being said, he still kind of plays the game as a backup. So um, move to the other side. It uh, The Cincinnati Bengals, I, you just get the Jekyll and Hyde from them uh, when it comes down to people want to crown them uh, one of the better teams in the in the AFC, uh, especially in the AFC North. A lot of teams are, are, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, Cincinnati is probably the best team this year in the afc north which is fine you know people have their opinion um but uh it's these type of games to where you you you're like why or how and you just don't see it and and particularly everybody else came and did. they did what they needed to do the the issue is the the, the turnovers and as you guys see you're looking at this you're looking like oh wait a minute they got two turnovers but joe Mixon. i mean not joe Mixon. joe burrow don't have any kind of uh Interceptions. Well, it's fumbles. So when, when 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 you fumble, like I tell you, like I was telling you guys earlier, if you fumble, no matter where it is, if you don't get that ball back, those are those are not only momentum killers, but now your players, all your players, especially the one that fumble, now I want to get in and I want to press even harder. It could be something as simple as, hey, when I go through the line of scrimmage, I just need to tuck the ball uh tighter. To get through the line of scrimmage, and then I can relax once I'm in open space. Um, those type of things, those are the type of things you forget once you become angry on the football field, uh, or once you become once you figure that you want to press. Once you start trying to press, as especially as a skill player, you're trying to press as a skill player. You forget about some of the other guys that's trying to get in on that as well. Because now, if it was you, if it was you, uh, for instance, a wide receiver and a defensive back, wide receiver and a defensive back. Hey, I may be going at Jalen Ramsey. If I'm a wide receiver and I'm focused on Jalen, Jalen Ramsey, but I'm not really looking at the linebacker, and guess what? Lo and behold, I'm getting running to Jalen Ramsey, looking straight ahead. Now the linebacker comes from the angle and punches the ball out. Now I, I, I lost that that second fumble, or either that first fumble. Now when I get the ball or uh, get the ball thrown to me, I'm, I'm looking upfield, thinking, "Where's Jalen Ramsey?" And now I drop passes. I'm dropping passes, or they tip passes, and now. Now we, we, our whole game plan is going to crack because I'm making it about me instead of staying focused and, and basically we get what we need to get when it comes down to uh, progressing up the field. But again, that's that's a conversation we can have later on and whatnot. Um, Cincinnati is up; at, they got an uphill battle as well as you guys gonna see. Um, I think I talk about them as well uh, in the playoff predictor. Uh, I can't remember all six teams. It's basically six teams on the NFC side, six teams on the AFC side is what I talked about. So uh but good win for San Francisco. Um they, this game went into to uh, uh overtime. Went into overtime. San Francisco ended up uh, winning. Um San Francisco had a chance to win the game in regulation, missed the field goal at once. It was a 46-yard field goal, um took it to overtime. They stopped Cincinnati, turned around, got the ball, went down the field, kicked the field goal, won the game. So, all right, moving along. All right, so this particular game, uh, before I get started, let me check the chat as well. All right, cool, All right, so this particular game, um, a lot of people, oh, I won't say a lot of people, good bit of people are, are, are salty about the outcome. Um, they went to overtime. Um, Uh, Tampa Bay was up big early. Uh, Buffalo showed some resolve, came back, uh, and and basically tied the game up. Um, Huge, huge, huge mental boost for them. Um, This was one of the games, if they were going to lose another one in the year, this was one of those games that I I, I picked them to possibly lose the Buffalo Bills, that is. Um, And and it's it's because of the matchups. Your matchup meaning you have a team that can get after you defensively uh when it comes down to rushing a quarterback you have a pass happy offense you don't have a particularly good run game or even a, a, a run game that has a presence in your offense so to where now you basically play into the hands of the uh tampa bay buccaneers so basically i pin my ears back and i go get after josh allen as much as i, I want uh, whether it be in the run game, whether it be in the passing game, I can just go get go get Josh Allen, and we'll live to fight another day. Um, and that's that's kind of been the recipe for the Buffalo Bills, or to to stop them or control them, is that hey, don't let them, don't give them the big play. You give them the big play, that's where they they hurt you. You give them the 30 yard bombs, the 40 yard catches, and then yards after the catch. Case in point, Cole, Cole Beasley, Manuel Sanders, and even Stephon Diggs, all those guys are great yards after the catch receivers. You, can, you get those guys a 15, 20-yard uh, strike. They can, If you don't get them right away, they can take it up the field and, and get gone, on you really, really quick. Um, so by the Buccaneers limiting eliminating uh, them because uh, I think they got Carton Davis back either this week. Uh, they got him back. I don't know if he came back this week or he came back last week. But he came back. He was a shot in the arm that they needed. Uh, Richard Sherman, uh, matter of fact, he got an interception this game. Um, he came back, so th- these guys um, are, are getting healthy right at the right time for the secondary for the, the Buccaneers. So it was for them. This was a not not a chest beater type of moment, but this was a hey, we, we here to let let y'all know this this ain't just a, a Tom Brady type of show. We here to help out as well um, when it comes down to. Teams trying to explode our weaknesses and, and so forth. Um, as you guys can see, though, this game is pretty evenly matched. It's pretty evenly matched. The score, if the score wasn't indicative of that, you can see yards, the first downs, the time of possession, um, the, the 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 sacks. You know, the only difference is Tom Brady didn't have uh, the turnover, or the Bay Buccaneers didn't have the turnover. Um, the the running back was Leonard Fournette. Josh Allen had the same type of you know uh, outcome when it came down to, to rushing the ball. Uh, matter of fact, Tom Brady even got in there a couple of times, uh, got got some runs. Uh, Ronald Jones, I don't know how you let Tom Brady outrush you, but it is what it is. Um, you can't ever let that happen again. If you if you do, you need to uh, turn around and say, hey, look, I just want to feel punts, coach. I don't want to be called a, a running back anymore because if you let a, a 40-something-year-old quarterback outrush you, yeah, I got it. He had it seven seven times. You have it three, but still you gotta get more than, than than eight yards, bro. <laughs> that's there's no way I'm let old man Brady outrush me. That's how that's that's impossible. But whatever. All right. Um so Tom Brady, uh a, a lot of people are saying he's the MVP. Um a lot of people are saying it's Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Um you can have your pick, either or, either or. Um the wide receiver core is I see what what was the the difference uh when it comes down to the bucks not only the cap catching the passes but capitalizing once they catch them. Once they catch them, as you guys can see, uh they were just a little bit more efficient at catching the ball when targeted versus the Buffalo receivers. Yeah, you got the same same kind of targets, but you didn't come up with the same amount of completions. And I didn't know if that was a, a lapse in, in Josh Allen's reads or, Reed's or a, a lack of communication or whatever it may be. But it just seemed like Buffalo came out flat initially. And they just I don't I don't know if they knew they were going to lose or they, they were saying, hey, we are a big underdog and we just don't know if we can come out and compete with these guys. But to me, it just seemed like they struggled to get going early. And that kind of cost them. Um. There was some controversy in the, in the game, Will there be some pass interference. Look, I, I, I've been watching the game over 30 years. I still don't know what a definitive pass interference is, offensively or defensively, because each and every week is, it differs. One one week you, you allow them to grab on each other, hand fight, whatever it may be. Next week, it's like you can't even put your arm on them. You allow receivers to, to wrap around the defenders and pull the defenders down, but then you call defensive pass interference. I, I just don't know. I have no idea what pass interference is. Uh, if anybody got a good description of it, please uh, put it in the chat, uh, message me, or something, so um, where we both have a clear uh, understanding of what pass interference is. Because at this point, I'm just at a loss for words. And when the flags fly, I just okay, cool. This is they call it a flag. I guess it's offensive. I um, mean, um, defensive pass interference, because that's that's normally the soup of the day when it comes down to the the nfl games and how they go so all right moving along to the next game again let me check the chat make sure we don't have anything okay cool all right so if you guys had already uh make sure you smash the like button comment subscribe if you're not already subscribed um if you can if you like what i'm doing i um, talking about tuesday uh talk with KD. I also do uh, some stuff with college football. I'm going to talk about the bowl season. Um, and this is my personal channel. You want to jump on my personal channel. Uh, it's Fresh Perspective Sports Lounge. And basically, I talk of, I'm talk. i going to talk about the college bowl games, uh, some of the bowl games. I'm going to give you my guys my top 10 uh, most intriguing games that I'm going to be uh, on the lookout and wanting to watch and so forth. So, uh all right, and moving along. All right, so this next game, uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Um this game was was a lot better than what the score put off. For. The the Bears were were coming out and, and giving the Packers all they can handle. I know it's a division rival. I know it's a heated rivalry, whatever it may be. Uh but the Bears didn't back down. The the Bears didn't back back down. Justin Fields came out and, and he, had, he had some 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 moments in his games where you were like, whoa, can this kid really do it? Can this kid really come out and, and best uh, Aaron Rodgers at home? And, and it just looked like they were going to do it. Um, they, it got within, I want to say, six or, or eight. It was, it was basically close the entire time. And then uh, I want to say in the third, fourth quarter is when they, they finally got the last uh, couple of touchdowns. That was it. That kind of did them in. Um, but as you, you guys look at the, the – the, the um, actual uh, numbers and, and whatnot. They're not too, too bad, you know. Uh, about 100 yards more of offense, uh, offense. The three turnovers is what killed them. You know, the two two INTs and the fumble. Um, Justin Fields, just, just, you have to protect the ball better. Uh, I would like for him to complete a little bit more of his passes. Because 50-something odd percent is not going to cut it. 50-something odd percent. If he can get to 65 70% um, and eliminate the turnovers, I think this game is probably a little bit different. Probably a little bit different. The other thing is, the the Bears got to stick with their run game. They have to. Um, Justin Fields is 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 in. This, I see him in the same boat as Josh Allen type of deal. Not. I'm not saying he is equivalent of Josh Allen. What I mean by this is, if they are the number one rushers on your team, your team comes and goes as as they are. The same thing with the Ravens. If if Lamar Jackson is your number one runner, then you're probably struggling to win that game. You need to have a proper balance. Somebody either the same amount of numbers as as Josh Allen, Justin Fields, or Lamar Jackson, or or either they are not the top rusher on on your team. Because what that means is the other team has to account for somebody else besides them. If they, they only have to account for those guys, it's only a matter of time before those guys, those teams eliminate that particular asset that you have. Um, and what I mean by eliminate, I'm not talking about hurting them. I'm not talking about totally shutting them down. I'm talking about game planning. So when he does run and we have two or three people playing assignment football and stopping him from from gashing us, because if you don't gash us, we'll take the two or three yards, two or three yards with your quarterback, you're not going to be able to do that every time because – no team is going to run their quarterback three times on one drive, one drop on a four play drive. It's just not going to happen. If uh, they do, that that's that's crazy, really crazy. Especially if you got running backs, wide receivers that all getting paid probably even more, or just just as just as much as your quarterback. So, um, move to the other side to the right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did what he's supposed to do. He came out. Uh, he said it early in that early matchup. You know, uh, he he basically owned them, <laughs> the, the the city of Chicago. He uh, basically owned them. I uh, got it. The game wasn't in Chicago, but he played like he did. He played like, hey, you know, uh, these guys or my little my little brothers. And uh, I just can't let them get a game. I can't let them win a game on me at all, as much as I can. So, um, good win for them. Good win for for Aaron Rodgers. And them to continue on doing what they they needed to do. Uh, in fact, this game was so significant, especially because of what happened last night. So now Green Bay is now officially uh, the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, they they did what they was supposed to do with their run game. Like I told you guys, um, you have that good coupling of the run game with your passing that turns around that that opens open things up for your your passing. As you guys can see, he spread the ball around between Devontae Adams. A Lazar even Mercedes Lewis was getting in on, on the action who I thought was retired out of the out of the NFL but you know he he came out he did his thing um, got caught all four of his targets um, and, and that that's what you want to see especially from a, a playoff team to some people who are picking them to go to the Super Bowl even though the Rams and the Cardinals uh, some people were, were or have a little bit more praise for those guys uh, some people are picking the, the Packers as a definite uh, representative uh, for the from the NFC in the Super Bowl this year and and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up in the Super Bowl this year I just would uh, with all the adversity season stuff they had and even all the in-season stuff that they had this is a, a, a telling story to where hey if we do make it it can be hey look at all the, the perseverance we showed look at all the resiliency the resolve we had to make it through the season and then oh yeah by the way we win the Super Bowl on top of that so uh, but that's that's pretty much it for that particular game. It's the the Bears are not where they need to be. They need a few more pieces. Hopefully they'll they'll take the draft and build up their line uh, to where they can keep their run game going. Um, the other thing is they got to continue to build their defense as well because Khalil Mack is not getting any younger. Um, you, you're not going to be able to rely on his ability. Uh, you know, five, ten years down the road, who knows what kind of player he's going to be? So, uh, but that that's. That's for them to find out, and uh, hopefully they can find them a coach before they start doing all that stuff too. Because Nagy is never going to be the answer for uh, the Bears uh, before. So, all right, next game. All right, and then let me check the chat. Let me check the chat. All right, cool. All right, Everybody's still good. All right, so. um, this last game for this is gonna be the last game that I'm gonna talk about. Obviously, it was the Monday night game, uh, the game that happened last night. Um, for me, it was it was a, a pretty good game. Uh, it was some stuff I seen that I liked. Uh, you know, some stuff I, I seen that was kind of concerning as well. Um, the 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 first thing I'll go on, I'll go on the Arizona side. The thing that was concerning to me is that Kyler Murray had no touchdowns period none whatsoever Was running or, or passing uh, that that's crazy that's crazy to to think about going against a division rival rival and then on your about on top of this uh this is your supposed to be your revenge game because I think I want to I want to say uh the Rams they, they beat the Rams uh early on in the season I, I want to say that I have to look um but either way it goes, this is supposed to be a revealing game, whether it be for the Rams or whether it be for the Cardinals. Um, and, and the reason for that is because, you know, people are basically knocking down the Rams and saying, Hey, the Cardinals are just leaps and bounds better than, better than you guys. So it was kind of, Hey, prove it. If you are leaps and bounds better than us, Hey, let's let go out prove that you get far. And then we'll, we'll go from there. We'll, we'll talk about it after we find out where the chips lie. Um, so, so, Kyle Murray, uh, he was you know, in the MVP discussion pre-injury before he got injured. Um, I don't know if that's still the situation. Um, I'm not an MVP voter, but for me, I would need for him to show me a little bit more than what he's showing me right now. Because right now, um, he, he's just not he's still himself. And now what I mean by that is like, can you beat the team like the Jets? Yes. Can you beat the team like the Panthers? Cool. Uh, what what are you going to do when you you line up and face against the Green Bay Packers, the the Rams? Shoot, even uh, some of the the middle of the pack teams, the Vikings and, and whatnot, because because you know you had a one point win against the Vikings earlier this year. So um, with, with that being said, it's it's I don't want to you know turn around and say hey okay are they they're here for the big moments or are they here for the the games that they for certain are going to win um, because. Everybody knows you're not going to win the NFC. Go, not going through Green Bay or the Rams, or especially either one of those or either the Bucks. You're not going to win. There's no path for to not go through either one, if not uh, two of the three, probably all three. Who, who knows how does the, how does things work uh, will work out? So, um, and if that is the case, you you have to go through those teams. And right now, I just just don't see it. I don't see it. When it comes down to the offense the defense is still going to be the defense regardless of, of, of who's out on the field and so forth um you can't turn that ball over and expect the rams not to capitalize off of it with the high power offense that they have. if you keep giving them opportunities even with the the, the makeshift run game with getting uh sony michelle back um even with the makeshift run game because i know that henderson went on covid before the game um but Getting, getting him, uh, in, acclimated into the game plan and so forth, which is, it's, it's fine. You, you gave up seventy nine yards to him. It, it's, all what the Rams need. This is all what they need. To so the point where you see how efficient Stafford was. It was to the point to where people were saying, uh Stafford is the reason why Megatron was good as he's good as what he is." And I'm like, "No, stop. Y'all, y'all got to pump the brakes on this." But he had a, he had himself a game last night. Only he completed seven passes, uh, three touchdowns, uh, over 250 yards uh, passing. Uh, huge, huge uh, shot uh, boost of confidence um, for for uh, Matthew Stafford. I don't think he needed any because he's. If you guys met him or if you ever talked to him before, he he does not lack confidence uh, in his ability or his teammates. Um, so I just I just believe Stafford would come out of his funk. Um, that he was in. He wasn't in, in any real kind of funk. It was just to the point to where, you know, it was two touchdowns, two interceptions, one touchdown, one interception, 309 yards, four sacks, that type of game. People got tired of seeing that to where they were saying, is Stafford the right answer for McVay in this Rams offense? Um, I know the loss uh, for Woods, the loss of Woods was huge, but like I like I projected, van jefferson would step up in the absence then they turn around and they sign odell beckham jr odell beckham jr people were was, was saying he was the issue in cleveland look I, i'll tell you guys regardless of whether he was the issue or baker mayfield's the issue both teams or both players showed that they can they can have success uh you know in in either one of their offenses odell has came out and showed that he he wasn't he wasn't uh uh a receiver that, hey, was not still productive. And then Baker, Baker Mayfield proved that, hey, he was a server, serviceable uh, quarterback. Is Baker Mayfield top five, top ten? No, I'm not going to say that. I'm, can he manage a game? Absolutely. Can he win you a game? That's still still yet to be uh, determined. What I mean by win you a game, meaning, hey, there's no Chubb. There's no Hunt. Um, they're no board, They got 20 yards or less. Can Baker Mayfield lead a drive to take you down the field and win the game? Yet to be determined. Yet to be determined. Even with them winning uh, yesterday, uh, Sunday, I want to say they had all their points in the third quarter. Um, They had their 24 points in the third quarter. They didn't score any more points in in the fourth. I want to say that that was the case. And if that's the case, you almost essentially, you almost gave the game away. If, if If the Ravens' offense could have picked up, uh, you know, thirty yards. Once they got all offensive, uh, the onside kick, they was probably definitely gonna lose that game. Just, just probably, uh, probably needed those thirty-five yards, and it was it was definite that they were gonna win. So, all right. So, real quick, I'm gonna do my power rankings, and then we're gonna do the predictor. All right. All right. So, hold up. We got a. So here we go. All right, so I got some questions. All right, the Packers are doing everything you're doing by not even being fully healthy on both sides of the ball. Finally, have a, a tough defense inside of run game, I don't think you got to worry about Rogers. Absolutely, because um, you guys know, um, it's just like I was telling, uh, saying earlier, as teams know you have your are nursing certain injuries or whatnot, they are going to move you around. Want you to move around them in, in the pocket. You move around in the pocket as a quarterback that toe is you got to start and stop every time having that toe that and they're going to see how good you how mobile are you if you're not mobile and now it's basically it's like a shark in the water and then when they smell blood hey guess what you know or, or they sense blood guess what they're coming after you so uh yeah i i 100 agree with that that you guys are uh not 100 percent healthy and you just finding ways to win which is which is good which is good for you guys uh, David says, uh, "Yeah, Murray did stink it up last night, man. He stunk it up pretty good." Uh, all right, uh, in regards the schedule, past schedule, who do you trust more? Uh, I think that's a okay. That's a fantasy. Uh, so he answered Kittle. He said you trust Kittle. Yeah, because uh, Kansas City offense is not uh, blowing people out of the water, even with even with the, that big win. I want to say uh, Mahomes had two touchdowns, or I want to say maybe two or three. Um, You would think it would have been like a five or six touchdown game with them getting 40-some points. But, yeah. All right, so so I'm going to give you guys my power rankings right quick, and then we can move on to the playoff picture. All right, so this is what I had last week. Um, The Packers, Cardinals, Bucks, Patriots, and Chiefs. And it was pretty much net and pretty much moved, except for four and five four and five swap for me and the reason why four and five swap don't come for me patriot fans uh you guys didn't play a game this week so i i can't turn around and have a team win a game um and not move them up and you have a team that's on a bye and you have them stay stagnant so but don't, don't come after me uh it is my my opinion uh, i don't work for any news outlets or anything <laughs> So, so so don't beat me up for that uh uh patriot fans all right so just to confirm all right, these are this week's power rankings so and i do these things each and every week and this is based off of you know a war i think teams are, are going to finish and then um if they get a significant win over one of these teams in the top five obviously they have to move up um if they struggle with somebody or or they lose to a team obviously they're gonna move them down it's simple it's very very simple all right. All right. So now for the fun part, All right. now I'm gonna talk about the playoffs. All right. So here we go. The AFC playoffs. All right. So it's a lot going on on this particular slide, but as you guys can see, I don't know if you guys can see my little my, my little uh, indicator, but so what I did on the very top, you have the, the team itself. And then to the right of that immediate right of that particular team, uh on the top row uh you have the four games that they they have remaining the number the number at the bottom is the percentage of the team that's supposed to win and it's color coordinated for instance the las vegas raiders you see that 66.3 underneath the browns that's the first game that means the browns are 63 66.3 uh favorite to win that game and it and it's just basically uh, so on and so on for each and every team and then on the bottom i uh, have the teams to the right just for you guys can kind of see uh the, the different break uh, in pattern and it didn't just look like it was eight games left and then you're like katie you're an idiot they, they don't have eight games left. they only got four games so i just broke up the monotony a little bit um but you got the broncos uh, and then to the left of that on the bottom you have the games and then all the percentages that coincide with with what they're uh scheduled to win and so forth so as you guys see this, right? Um, the thing that jumps off to me is obviously they they don't have the, the the Raiders don't have any favorable games left. They are all they even the Broncos they can't even right now they don't even have them predicted to beat the Broncos. Uh, not even the Broncos they have to basically uh, be six and eleven. Which is, I mean, it's it's up to them. Um, if if they end up six six and eleven, it, it is what it is um so moving on to the browns uh so the browns are favored in uh three of their games three of their last game so they'll be um there'll be 10 and 7 they will be 10 and 7 if they they finish out the way they're they're forecasted uh the Bengals, uh Bengals are favored in the Bengals aren't favored in any of their games which is weird, it's especially going against the Broncos. I don't understand how they were not favored against them. Um, they beat the beat the Ravens' sound earlier this year. So I don't understand how they're, they're not favored in that one possibly as well. And then the Browns, uh, the last game, I, I can't see how they're not favored. Uh, I got it. The Browns put it on them early. But, but, you know, the Browns put it on them early. They put it on the, the Ravens early. and But you still have, you know, uh, the Ravens favorite. I understand having the Browns probably probably favorite, but the Ravens being favorite, I just didn't understand that. Maybe they know something we don't know. So uh with that being said, um the Bengals don't make the playoffs if they finish this way. Uh obviously they lose all four of their remaining games. And they do they too finish out seven and ten. All right. So uh <clears throat> you have the the Broncos. The uh, Broncos are favored in their the game against the Bengals, as I just talked about. Um, they're favored in their Raiders game. So that will put them to uh, eight and six, and then they're not favored in their last two. Um, so that will put through – I'm sorry, not eight and six. Be nine, nine and six. And then their last two games, they're, they're scheduled to lose. Uh, so their last two games, they'll be, be nine and eight, and they won't make the playoffs at nine and eight. Uh, they'll, they'll be on the outside looking in. all right. Um, the Steelers, as you see, the Steelers are, are, well, they're not favoring any of their last games either. Uh, I told you guys that the Steelers had an uphill battle, but if they lose all their, their, their last games, they will they will be six, and one. They're not going to make the playoffs. If, if they finish that way that everything's, uh, uh, pushed out there right now or forecasted out there right now. All right. Uh the, the Miami Dolphins, uh they're scheduled to finish seven and ten. Um, the only team that they're favorite to beat is the Jets. Uh, but we know uh all these different uh um, forecastings or whatnot, the games still have to be played. You know, at the end of the day, you know, yeah, we can we can kind of beat our chest and, and sit back and smoke a cigar and, and and drink some bourbon thinking our team is gonna make it make it in because they're a 66 point favorite or, or whatever it may be. Uh the game still got to go on, and you still got to go out and execute as a team and do what you're supposed to do, uh, and, and, and punch your ticket to get into the playoffs. Now, at the end of the day, getting into the playoffs—that's cool, that's huge for for some franchises. But once you're in the playoffs, what are you going to do? Are you going to get in the playoffs and be a one and done team because you kind of put all your eggs in one basket trying to get into the playoffs, or are you going to be one of those teams that say, "Hey, okay, look, we handled our business." We got hot when we need to get hot and now we can make a legit run uh, towards the super bowl or or even an afc or an nfc championship so all right so but that was the afc uh moving along to the nfc and then i'm gonna get out of you guys here all right so for the nfc same type of uh a picture same same concept it's just the nfc por- uh, portion of it um i i put the the vikings i put the seahawks on here the panthers in um, the Falcons, I put them all on here because the teams that are the one through seven right now, I didn't put any of those teams on here, whether it be AFC or NFC, because they kind of have a playoff spot right now. And I just put this on here to try and give you guys some kind of perspective to see if if that seventh spot was to, uh, of any kind of threat to be lost to a team or whatever it may be. Um, and so, as you see, some teams are, are are legitimate threats to try and get into that seventh spot and, and so forth. All right, so. Uh, the C.F. Seahawks, uh, they are favorite in two of uh, their four last games. Obviously, they're not going to be favored against the Cardinals or the Rams, which is fine. Um, but against the Bears and Lions, they're favorite, uh, heavy favorites. Um, so if they do win both of those games, uh, they too will be seven and ten and be on the outside looking, uh, trying to get in, uh, not getting it, trying to look to get into the playoffs. But they're probably not going to make it. Uh, unless they at least got a win out, they ha- at least have to win out. Um, so, uh, and now keep in point, uh, all right, all right, and then so the Panthers, the Panthers are not favoring any of their games, any of their last games whatsoever. But I put them up here just in case you're a Panthers fan and you're thinking, you know, like, hey, we got a shot. Well, right here, looking at this, is saying, hey, you don't have a shot because you just haven't been executing. Um, you know, your, your team is kind of still banged up mentally. Uh, you, you're probably not there uh, just yet because, like I said, I think you guys have a hardest, harder uphill battle than the Steelers, um, and, and that's, that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Uh, I, I think you, the Panthers, the Dolphins, and the Steelers probably have the hardest uh, uphill battle. Uh, when they're trying to trying to talk about getting into the playoffs um all right moving along to the falcons um the falcons have the 49ers um the lions bills and uh the saints uh, as you guys can see they're not their only favorite in one of their games against the lions and even then that could be a, a toss-up so they too, finish out seven and ten don't make the playoffs um moving along to the saints all right, so the Saints, oh, man, I messed that up. All right, so the Saints, This is supposed to be the Falcons at the bottom right here. So it's supposed to be the Bucks, Dolphins, Panthers, and Falcons. So uh, the Saints are favored in two, three of their last uh, last four games. So if the Saints get those three of the last four, uh, they'll take them to nine and eight. Nine and eight. They'll take them on nine and eight. They could possibly squeak in, depending on where the seventh spot legitimately finish. And what I mean by the seventh spot where they finish is uh the Washington football team. What's what happens with the Eagles and the Washington football teams, uh that that's gonna matter. Because if they if the Washington football team win both of those games against the Eagles, they have a chance to, to solidify that seventh seed um in the NFC. So the Eagles they got Washington the football team twice. They got the Giants, their favorite three out of the last four. They will be nine and eight as well. Um, and then it depends on what the Cowboys do because they have, may have a chance to get the 10 wins. Uh, if they get the 10, 10 and seven, they'll probably get a good chance to – or they will probably definitely uh, uproot uh, uh, Washington football team from being that seventh spot. I just have to see how the Saints would finish out as well because the Saints would have to finish out – uh, 10 and seven as well. If the Saints don't finish out 10 and seven, um, that the Eagles will probably definitely get in if they finish out that 10 and seven. Um, but once again, the game's got to be played to where we can uh, find out who's going to end up in that, that seventh and final spot. All right, uh, Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings are favored in two of their last four games. Uh, the Rams and Packers, they're favored uh, when they play against the Vikings um if that's the case they will finish at eight and nine uh just not going to be enough to get into the the uh playoffs so all right so uh we have covered a lot we've covered a lot of stuff um so i just want to thank you guys for for all you have done up until this point um showing the support to this channel um and to me um what we do out here and, and i'm gonna just keep trying to bring you guys different things uh, I'll try to do the same thing again next week. Not as much as in-depth when it comes down to the playoff predictor, but I will still talk about uh, what teams are kind of in and what teams are kind of uh, uh, looking on the outside, trying to get in and so forth. Um, with that being said, again, uh, thank you guys for all the support. I appreciate you guys, and uh, you guys have a, a great, great day. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, 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 summertime. When it grinds, Yeah, I got the mind. ring, on the chef. on the genie of the lamp. But this is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. My pocket, it don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies. Make money, make money, money, money. Hold out here for Credit no tryna get this money for the real I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Here comes the money. Here we go.